Well, what a joy to be back with you. And I think I, Jim had me come a few years ago. And uh, it's a great joy to see some of you and to recognize some of you wandering down the high street as well here uh, amidst some numerous coffee bars. I don't know how many we've got now, but they uh, must have more than any other high street, I think, in the country. <laughs> but uh, um, yes, my wife is also revved, uh, just like Nicola. And uh, we actually were one of the first couples in, in our denomination, Elam. Uh, where both the husband and the wife were ordained, and uh, that was uh, a real moment. And um, she'd be preaching this morning in Chiswick Christian Centre, and they'd be praying for you. And when I get back, um, I travel a fair bit, do quite a lot of work in the Middle East, work uh, uh, out of Beirut with a church there, and um, I travel uh, a fair bit. And whenever I go away and I come back, they usually say, and Caroline's been preaching, Phil, it was tremendous while you were away. <laughs> the presence of God was just amazing. Caroline preached so well. Oh, the anointing came and people were healed and it was such a beautiful time. It was like a stronghold had been taken out of the church. When are you going away again? You know, we can invite our friends. Um, but no, she's, she's a great, uh, great minister as well. And uh, we're so privileged. Um, I remember being on our honeymoon in Turkey. And uh, she was a school teacher. And we saw a little boat going past with a husband, a wife, and two children. And we were going back to live. She was working very hard as a school teacher and I as a church pastor in another church and um, really we cried out to God we said Lord we would love to work together one day and within a year the Lord had done it and uh, we were in Chiswick and working together so God can do amazing things can't he and he's so so good I want to just talk about loving like him you know, this whole concept of love uh, comes from before the world was created. Jesus said in John 17, 24, uh, he, as he prayed to the Father, he said, you love me before the foundation of the earth. In other words, in the Trinity, there was a beautiful the three in one, I don't want to pull them apart too, too much, and uh, if you're a oneness Pentecostal, then God will have mercy on you. But anyway, you'll get very confused by this. But he's the three in one, and they are three persons, but one. There was this beautiful love, appreciation, honoring, uh, a mutual submission to one another that was in the Trinity. Jesus said, Father, you love me from before the foundation of the world. 1 John 4, 8 says this, here is that God is love. He doesn't just have love. He is love. He's he, it is a person, it is him. He is love, and everything about him 
is full of love because he is love itself. You know, when God created mankind, he said something. He said, Genesis 1.26, he said, let us make man or mankind in our image, in our likeness. And so when he, he made us, he wanted us to receive his love, but also to share in that beautiful discovery of loving one another. God was love before the world create, was created. The Trinity was in this beautiful, united, loving relationship and he made us and he wanted us to be a mirror image of what he's like. You know, one of the things, I know Richard spent a little bit of time in Bethel Church in, in Redding, California, not Redding, the UK, luckily, it's uh, very nice out there, um, <laughs> is um, this whole idea, the kingdom of God is a family. Amen? It, we, you, we are called. God doesn't just have a kingdom where he comes and, 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 and treats us as servants or as slaves or whatever. He has a kingdom which is based on family. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's a father, there's a son, there's a relationship, there's a community. And he wants his church to be a reflection of that beautiful relationship. You know, one of the wonders, I believe, of creation, you know, the family, sorry, I'm going to just go on a little rabbit run. My, my son... You know, I don't hire, I'm not going to fire him. If, he's, if he misbehaves, I'm not going to go, you're fired. Because he's in our family. God's in the business of firing his children. He is totally committed to each one of his children. He will, his love for you will never fail. He will never give up on you. In fact, the, in Hebrews it says one of the evidences that we are a child of God is that he comes as a father to discipline us out of his love. You see, if there's a child messing about out there, I may or may not intervene. I probably would, uh, if someone's being hurt or something's being damaged, I probably would intervene, but I would be reluctant to. But if my son is out there, I will be out there straight away because I love him and I want him to grow into maturity. And so God is our father and he loves us completely. Someone said this, he loves you just the way you are, but he loves you so much he's not going to leave you the way you are. And so in God in creation... God, in creating mankind, wanted us to share in his love. He wanted us to share that love with one another. Paul talks about a, a tremendous mystery um, because, you know, one of the things about 
God is he didn't just say, you know, you kind of work it out how you're going to love each other. You kind of, you know, I'll be up here in heaven and you just sort of do what you, you know, have a go. No, the New Testament gives us an incredible mystery as Paul describes it, Colossians 1.26. It says, the mystery which has been hidden from ages, from generation, is now, has now been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is, what is this mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. The wonderful, beautiful truth of the Christian life, and as Richard was alluding it to today, it is not you get saved, you, you receive Jesus, you make him your Lord and Savior, and then you try to be a good Christian. No, no, no. It is God has come in us and among us. It's he has not left us to try and make this thing work in our own strength. It's he is among us. And there is a community, as it were, the community of the Trinity. But on earth it says, Ephesians 2.22, in him you are being built together. Why? Why are we being joined together? Why this body is being joined together? the body of Christ in Chiswick, joined together to be a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Ephesians 2.22. God wants to dwell among us. And in all, you know, we were, I was with our leaders yesterday talking about, you know, it's so easy to fall into having services, having Um, just meetings, but not really becoming a family. But God wants to mirror his family here on earth. Jesus prayed this. He said he prayed that they may be one, that's the believers, just as we are one. The Trinity never had a church split They never fell out with each other. They stayed in that perfect unity together. And the prayer of Jesus is the same unity that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have together would be mirrored by the believers on earth. Because there's one spirit, one body, one baptism. And you see, Jesus, when he was going away, John 14, 20, said, on that day, you know, I am in the Father. But then he said this, and you are in me, and I am in you. Do you want the beautiful things about the New Testament? Is it's not, you know, I'm trying to get the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, I've got to love. I'm going to church on Sunday. I've got to try and love everyone, look happy, love, joy. Oh, gosh, I've had a rotten week. I've got to try and work up the joy. Um, try, and, try and look a bit charismatic and 
It was great this morning to come out the back and hear you shouting hallelujah. I thought, is this, am I in Chiswick Christian Centre? Anyway, and joy, and then oh, I've got to have peace, so I've got to sort of look a bit like Jesus of Nazareth in that movie, um, you know, and, and it's, it's none of those things. Because the fruit comes out of abiding. That word abide, remain in me. Remain in that one, that beautiful relationship. Corinthians says, we are one in spirit with the Lord. Do you know what that means? It means that I've got an iPad here, and when I get close to some Wi-Fi, everything on my iPad will go up to the cloud, and anything in my cloud, like the appointment I just missed, will come down onto my iPad. Anyone had that experience? It sinks automatically. As a believer, the Bible says we are one in spirit with the Lord. That means it doesn't even mean that God has to speak to me. I'm just picking up his compassion. His love is growing within me. His joy, you know, even when things are going hard, even when... Brentford, which I've started to support because it's about a quarter of the price to get in that my son Chelsea wants Chelsea, but I've persuaded him to come to Brentford. Save a bit of money. Even when they lose, there's a joy. Peace. I don't have to work up the fruit of the Spirit. I'm sinking with heaven. We're one in spirit. And so that unity, that oneness, comes out of our relationship. Jesus said, you're going to know, I'm in, the fa- I, I'm in the Father, but he also said, you're in me, and I am in you. He's looking for a dwelling place. That's his heart. He is causing us to grow, to be a family, because he is looking for us as they are, the Trinity is one, that we are one. That doesn't mean we lose our diversity. It doesn't mean we all uh, have to, you know, uh, agree or disagree on different things. We become one because we're all tasting of the Holy Spirit. I remember being in a meeting. It was really funny. There was, um, well, it wasn't that funny at the beginning. There was two two leaders who disagreed and had had a bit of a spat and, weren't getting on particularly. And we're in this um, leaders meeting, and in that meeting, the presence of the Holy Spirit began to come down. And uh, people were coming forward, some people were weeping, some people were uh, being touched by the joy of God. There was just a lovely, beautiful sense of the presence of Jesus among us. And then I looked, and I saw one of the leaders look over to the other one, the two that weren't. And I saw them look back, and I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. And then, as the Holy Spirit touched them, one went over to the other, and God did a beautiful work of restoration. How did that happen? It wasn't them going, we must try and, must try and work it out. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Because he is one. As we yield to God, 
we become one with one another. That can happen in your marriage. It can happen with you and your children. It can happen with you and another believer. Because he longs for us to be entering that unity that he has here on the earth. Jesus said, John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, love one another. And I must have think, when those early disciples heard that and going, oh gosh, how am I going to love Peter? How am I going to love Thomas? I mean, he doesn't even believe half of this stuff. How am I going to love John because he wants to be the greatest? How am I going to love Judas? Oh, my goodness. Do you know, it says, but then Jesus takes it on. He gives us the key to that. A new commandment I give to you, love one another as I loved you. And sometimes, you know, you can look back and you, You think of all the ways that God has loved you. I lost my father when I was two. He died. I grew up in a fatherless home. And God, when I became a believer, became a father to me in ways that I cannot describe. He's loved me so much. He's loved me when I was right, and he's loved me when I was wrong. And as I've received that love, there is something from him that just naturally overflows to his people. Someone in the church winding me up. Oh! Every pastor knows what that feels like. Every vicar every knows those moments. But then I think, how much you love me, how much I've wound God up, Someone says, if you never want to get hurt, never love. God gets hurt because he loves us and we do crazy things. And that love he has poured into our lives, as we receive it, we can love one another. As I have loved you. And then it goes on to say this, by this all men will know you're my disciples. In other words, by this people will know you're becoming like me. Like, I guess, taking this a little bit further, like the Father loves the Son, and the Son loves the Father, and the Spirit loves, like the Trinity has loved from before the beginning of time. We are becoming like him when we love. Because we're receiving his love and we're giving his love. We love him because he first loved us. It begins not with, you know, sometimes we can get this, I've got to love God, the great command, I've got to love him with all my heart. First of all, know how high, how deep, how broad, how wide is the love of God that he has towards you. Last verse. Psalm 133, you would know it, I'm sure. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head. For there the Lord commands 
the blessing, life forevermore. When we in our home yield to the Holy Spirit, immerse ourselves in the love of our Father, we come into unity and the Lord commands a blessing. In our church and in our churches, there's perfect unity in heaven. And when God sees that being mirrored among his people, when we become, begin to become one as he is one, he goes, I think the Lord must go, you've learned to be like us. You've learned to come into that beautiful unity, loving one another, honoring, whether that's in your family, in your marriage, church, churches, with other believe, whatever it means. I believe God, when he sees that among his people, he says, you've become like us. I am going to command that beautiful blessing as the oil of the Holy Spirit is poured through the body of Christ. It's great to be with you. There's great unity among us. This is a beautiful part of West London and God is going to use us all to reach and touch this beautiful community. God bless you.